Hey everybody, welcome to Interspace Caverns. We are about 55 to 60 feet under Highway 35 in Georgetown, Texas, and we are in a cave that is just absolutely beautiful. It's 72 degrees in here, about 100% humidity, so it feels like 80 degrees, but it's amazing down here. So many beautiful sights. We are in the room, we are in the space where they had the first press conference when they opened the cave back in 1966. So it's an incredible honor to be here. We we're grateful for the folks letting us be here today. You know, it's an interesting thing being in a cave. You get to see some things that people don't always get to see. It's some new sights for us. We looked around a little bit earlier to see if we could find some bats. There are some here in the cave, not a lot, but they're here. And there's some sights and some sounds that you don't normally see. And so it's quite a treat. And it can be a little disorienting being down here because actually uh, up top right now, it's about, I don't know, 80, 90 degrees or 85 degrees outside. It's beautiful weather, but you would never know that down here. It could be thunderstorming up top and you wouldn't know that down here. You don't know the weather. You don't know whether it's daytime or nighttime. Sometimes being in a cave can be a little disorienting. So all of this is the perfect scene for talking about David and following him in his journeys. In our series, Kingdoms Out of Caves, we've been following David as he's being pursued by King Saul. David had been anointed and appointed to be the next king, but Saul was not so eager to give up that post. And Saul was jealous of David, and as a result of that, he pursued him. He chased him. And we've watched David in a cave, and we've watched David learn and grow in a cave. We've watched him be transformed into the king that God wanted him to be, and it happened in a cave. So as you follow David past 1 Samuel 22, and you get into 1 Samuel 24, you find David in another cave. He's hiding out again from Saul. Now, the number of people that are with him has grown somewhat. David has 600 men who are with him. But we also read in this same passage that Saul has 3,000 men, and they are pursuing David. So David and 600 men are hiding out in a cave. And in the cave, it will be very important the news that David uses to make his decisions for what to do next. It's always important how you choose your news, how you decide what voice you're going to listen to for making the decisions that you make in your life. Because the news you listen to will determine your direction, It'll determine your emotional state. It'll determine your mental state, your thoughts, and it'll determine your faith. And inside the cave, Dave is going to have some struggles with some news that will come to him. And boy, what a fitting day for us. As we think about what we're going through in our culture and, our, and in our world today, it'll be important that we have the right news to make the right decisions about what God has for us next. So I'm so glad we can be all here together today to talk about choosing the news that we use. So the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 24 about this next scene in David's life. He's hunted by Saul and it tells us 
Now it happened when Saul had returned from following the Philistines that he, it was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he was, or so he came to the sheepfolds by the road where there was a cave. And here we find David in another cave. It says, that while these men are there in the cave, David and his 600 men are all safe inside a cave, kind of like this large cave we're in. I can imagine 600 men, 600 soldiers inside this cave, all hiding out because they're being pursued, because there's a threat outside. They are hiding away in their secure space. They are confident that they are safe because they're sheltering in place and it's the right thing to do in the moment. But David is going to have to make some decisions. He's going to need some news that he's going to have to choose about what will happen next. So the Bible says that while they're in this situation, David and his men, it says that Saul went into that same cave. He came into the cave where David and his men were. And the way the New King James describes it, it says he went in to attend to his needs. Now, this is nice, metaphoric, flowery, poetic language from the New King, New King James Version that basically says Saul really needed to relieve himself and he wanted a quiet space to do it. So he found a cave and he went inside and he thought he would be safe in this cave. All of his men are outside and Saul goes in to the cave. And it says in verse 4, it ends with, David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. I think, wow, what a scene. Here in this moment, David is about to get some news to help him know what to do next. And it's a set of news that you and I are all faced with that help us make decisions from time to time. And this news for David is going to be his circumstances. The circumstances are going to tell David something. They're going to say, here is the man who pursues you, who has just walked into the place where you are. And instead of you being outnumbered by them, he now is outnumbered by you. And he has walked in and is in the absolute most vulnerable spot he could be in. He's in a dark, absolutely black cave. He's come in from the outside. He can't see clearly. You know how you go into a dark room and your eyes haven't adjusted yet? That's Saul. But David and his men, they've been in it for a while. And their eyes have completely adjusted and they see what's happening. And the circumstances tell David something. The circumstances become David's next source of news. The circumstances say this is the absolute perfect moment to take your action against the man who has been hunting you. But sadly, the circumstantial news that we have in our life is not enough of a news situation for us to make truly wise decisions. God has designed life in such a way in following him that we walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes the circumstances around us can tell us one set of news, 
but they not be the best news or the right news. There's been times in my life, uh, in, in the life of Heather and I, as we've made decisions over the years, there's been some times where we wanted to spend some money that we had saved up, wanted to have something specific that we wanted to use it for, and knew in the moment it was a good deal what we wanted to spend our money on. It was going to be a good purchase. It was going to be the amount of money that we had saved for. All the circumstances seem right, but inwardly we've come to some of those decisions and thought, something about this just doesn't seem right. I don't think we should do it. And there was another voice, another set of news giving us information. So just because circumstances tell you one thing does not mean that that is enough news to help you make the right decision. And sometimes circumstances tell us not to act when we should act. Now, David knew this full well. When David had come up against a giant before, the circumstances said, David, don't do this. He's bigger than you. The circumstances said, David, don't do this. You don't have a lot of experience with this. The circumstances said, David, don't do this. They outnumber you. But David had another news source in that situation, and it helped him come to a different conclusion. So it's important for you and I to observe our situations, know the circumstances, but circumstances alone are not enough to give us the right news. So David had one set of news, the circumstances. But David had another set of news because he wasn't alone in the cave. He had 600 men with him. These were 600 men that he trusted. In fact, if you read on toward the end of David's life, there's writing that shows us that many of these were David's mighty men. They were his trusted soldiers. These were men he trusted his life to. He relied on their strength, their loyalty, and their counsel. So what we read next is another news source that David gets while he's in the cave. The first news source, his circumstances, gave him one indication of what he ought to do. Here's the second news source, beginning in verse 4. It says, Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. Wow. David's men, 600 men, his mighty men, most trusted friends, they have some news for David as well. And their news is, David, this is your moment. This is your time. Look, Saul's come in. He is in his most vulnerable spot. He is unprotected. We outnumber him. This is the day. And boy, they add in something that just puts the icing on the cake. They say, this is the day God has arranged for you. Man, it's good to have friends and counsel and people that will come along and help you understand life and even give you counsel about what they think God might be saying to you in a certain circumstance. And that can be helpful. The Bible says it is wise to seek the counsel of others. But even friends sometimes might not be the best news source. They have their own perspective 
And it may be different than what God actually wants to do in your life. So while we might look at circumstances and while we might listen to the people in our life, there are other news sources we have to listen to. The thing about listening to people is that people can sometimes get it wrong. Trusted people, even well-meaning people, even people of faith. The Bible tells us the story about Peter who stood with Jesus when Jesus told him that he was about to go and be delivered up, be crucified, and rise again. And Peter turned to Jesus and says, No, you should not do that. Don't talk like that. Sometimes the people in our lives don't have always the most accurate news. The Bible tells us about Job when he went through his catastrophic loss in his life. That his wife came to him, his wife came to him and said, you should just curse God and die. Forget this whole God thing. Sometimes people don't have the best news. Even Joseph in the Old Testament had some brothers who, when they heard him tell the story of what he believed God had for his life, they became very angry and very jealous and sold him off into slavery. People can be good counsel. Even people of faith can be good counsel, but they alone cannot be our only source for news. So David's still in the cave. And he's trying to make some decisions, you know, from down here in our cave where we are today. Every once in a while, we can hear just a little bit of rumbling from one of the trucks going over Highway 35. It's not much. It's hard to know what's going on outside while you're down inside. It's important to have some news about what you're going to choose to do next. So David's had a couple of news sources already to help him know what to do. What's interesting is that David chooses another source for his news. David makes a decision to do something else than what the circumstances told him, than what the other men in the cave told him. It says this in the second part of verse 4. It says that David arose, he got up, and he secretly went and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. So here's Saul in a very vulnerable position, uh, relieving himself. He is in vulnerable position because his men are outside the cave. He's alone. David's men are inside the cave and they surround him. And in that moment, David makes another decision. He says, I'm going to listen to another news source. I'm going to listen to my own understanding about this situation. You see, David had his own thoughts. He listened and he had looked, but he had his own thoughts about what he thought he ought to do next. And there's a few things that probably went through David's mind. He probably thought, you know what? If I do something to Saul in here, there's a vast army out there and I don't know what they're going to do to us in here. So David had his own thoughts. David thought, you know what? I'm going to do something that will be to my advantage later. And that's funny. That's kind of what we all do. When we are faced with a decision, we make a decision based on our own understanding. Yeah, that's what the Bible says that we're not to lean on. Don't lean on your own understanding. But this is what David does in the moment. There's no record that David stops and prays. There's no record that David seeks any uh, scripture that he has or law at this point. There's no reference of that. Instead, David leans on his own understanding and he goes up and he quietly moves up in stealth mode to Saul. He pulls out his knife and he secretly cuts off a part of Saul's robe. 
It's not a lot, but it's enough. It's enough for him to make his own choice later about what he's going to do with this. He'll have something in mind he's going to do. And David in this moment is going to lean on his own understanding, his own logic, his own feelings, his own impression. And that can be one of the news sources that we lean into from time to time. We process, we lean back on what we've known before, what we've experienced before, and we choose that news. David had three sources of news so far. He chose his own over the circumstances, over what others told him. But there's another source that David did not consider, a fourth news source that would be very, very valuable for David. So David took the knife, he cut Saul's robe. He listened to his own understanding as his news source. He had the news of the circumstances. He had the news of the people around him. He had the news of his own mind, his own logic. But the Bible tells us that he missed another news source. There was a channel he forgot to dial into. There was a site he forgot to check. And it tells us in verse five, now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. In that moment, the Spirit of God was speaking to David's conscience, and he is filled with regret. This means that this is the source that David did not listen to. This means it was the source that had been speaking, but David neglected. And now David heard it completely. He heard the regret, he heard the remorse, and his heart was broken in this moment, and he was troubled. He was in distress. There was a tension inside his soul. There was a conviction going on because he had not listened to the Spirit of God. Verse 6 tells us that in that moment, he all of a sudden did. And that he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise up against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. In that moment, David had finally listened to the new source he should have started with. And this is where we should always start, by listening to the Spirit of God as He speaks to us. Circumstances reveal things to us. People can give us counsel. Our own thoughts are important in understanding, but it must always start with what is God saying? Listen to Him and then look for confirmation from others. And even if they may speak contrary, you stay true to what God is saying to you. All of a sudden, David remembered some truths that he was not to take this position as king by force. It was something that he had been anointed and appointed for, and it was his obligation, responsibility to wait for God to bring it to pass. It was not for him to take by his own anger, by his own wrath, by his own will. So here in this situation, as we see David finally listening to the Spirit of God, we learn some things that are helpful for us today. 
because as we listen to news sources that help us know what we ought to do next, as we attempt to find out what do we do next in the midst of this virus crisis, what do we do next in our own lives even when we have to make major decisions? Maybe you have to make a decision about a job. Maybe you as a family are about to make a major decision. How do you make a decision and how do you choose the news that you use? It always begins with God. It always begins with His Word. And it always begins by seeking Him in prayer and waiting. This is how God brings about His glory. And when we do that, He will bring a peace that will settle us. He will bring about His direction for us, even if it might be just enough for the next step. He will bring about a clear conscience within us. And then he'll do something even greater. He'll reveal his glory in front of us. And the Bible goes on to tell the rest of the story that David followed Saul out of the cave. And he finally announced to him and said, Saul, this is David. I was here. And in great humility, he let him know what he did. He showed him the piece he had cut from his robe. And he admitted he had done wrong. And in that moment, Saul turned around, the one who hunted him, the one who pursued him, and they had a conversation. And in that conversation, Saul said, you are a better man than me. Who would not have killed the man that's pursuing them when you had the opportunity? God must be with you. Surely you will sit on the throne one day. You see, when we follow God's leading, when we follow His voice, He'll work things out in a way we would have never thought. He'll reveal His glory. When we go and we choose other news sources and leave Him out of the picture, one of the ways you can recognize you've left Him out is that you'll end up with more stress, more fear, more anxiety, more of a, a conscience that's troubled, and less of the glory of God in your situation. So what an opportunity we have while we're in our cave, while we are in a situation where we can't see what's going on outside, where we can't see what's going to happen next. What an opportunity we have to choose by faith to hear God and then act on that faith. Listen to the Spirit of God. He will direct your path. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for moments in a cave I thank you for moments where we can't see what's next because in those moments we can choose to rely on the one, you, who knows what's next. And we can rely on your voice. We can be sensitive to your spirit. We can dial into the channel of your voice speaking in our heart and we can obey you there. We can act in faith there. I thank you for the story of David who in a cave learned the lessons that would make him a great king, that in a cave, a great kingdom was about to be born. Because I know in us, as individual believers, as in families, and as a church, you are doing something in us in this moment. You're teaching us how to listen to you. You're teaching us how to be sensitive to you, that we might have something brand new born in us that we might come out on the other side different, changed, and that we might look like the King of kings and the Lord of lords.
Father, I thank you for your word, for your truth. I thank you for this cave today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.